Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Kingdom Talk podcast, where we let the one who created us be the one to define us. It's your girl, Prophecy Viola, and today we are back with episode 12. Yes, I know. I didn't post yesterday, (laughs) but it's because your girl was tied up. I was really busy yesterday. Um... And I just didn't have the time to do this episode because specifically this episode, um, it's longer and I didn't want to rush myself, you know, I just had so many things to do in the morning. I had to study. I didn't even get to study to be honest with y'all because my day went by so fast, but we're back. It is Thursday morning, currently 9 a.m. Um, I woke up with this podcast, um, this episode of my heart. I've been thinking about it for a while. I've been sitting on it for like a week. Um, I didn't also post last week because I needed to kind of focus on my studying. And I knew that this episode in particular needed more time to unfold. It needed, um, I just needed to be in a place where I could let it flow and not rush. And so disclaimer, ooh, oh my gosh bless me thank you jesus disclaimer this episode is gonna be a lot longer um i just know that and i'm mentally prepared so i'm just hoping that you're mentally prepared because it's gonna be a bit of a lengthy one today yeah but today we're talking about overthinking Y'all, <laughs> I did not think I was going to be the one to talk about this, if I'm being honest. Um, why? Well, because this is something that I'm constantly unlearning. And overthinking has been a way of life for me. Like, it's it's just been a way of life. Like, I can't really describe it, but I know where it came from. It came from, like, survival mechanism. Growing up in an abusive home, I always had to be very alert of my environment and kind of like just picking up on the smallest things um over conscious of everything to protect myself so i think i'm pretty sure not i think that that's where overthinking came from because i i was always alert i was always conscious i was always thinking about what could possibly happen what um could possibly go wrong how what i'm gonna do if it goes wrong how am i gonna get out of it if it goes wrong so that pattern of thought um, has been with me for from the age I was eight till now. So just the past two years, I've been debunking um, overthinking. So it's been like two years of debunking what? Nine, eight, seven, six years or seven years of overthinking my whole life. Because right now I'm 19. Started overthinking when I was like probably even younger than eight to be honest with y'all probably like maybe like seven yeah because that's when I started to see the abuse in the home so overthinking for me has been a way of life it's just been normal um and so when I came to Christ I recognized that overthinking was something that constantly made me feel separated from God and always constantly made me feel guilty for feeling separated from God 
because I would end up depending on my own strength and not his. And so, ooh, for some reason, I feel like I need to pray before I even go any further. So let's let's pray. Um, <laughs> thank you, Baba, for this beautiful day that you have given us. Thank you for this beautiful moment. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for making it possible for us to be so close to you, to have intimacy with you. I just pray, Lord, as I give this message, that you give me the tools, give me the words, enable me to be understood um, in what I say and in the things that I tell to your people um, and help me also stay composed and focused so that I can deliver this as best as I can. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the rest of this beautiful day. We pray that as we leave here, may we go into this day full of peace, full of joy, full of grace, full of the truth of who you say we are. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. Now, because I don't want to get carried away, okay? I must start by reading the verse that unfolded everything for me. Um, And this is Romans 8, verse 38 to 39. It says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, verse 39, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. First off, when I was reading this verse, I wasn't thinking it's that deep. (laughs) I was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. God loves me. (laughs) I know it's it, I, it's kind of iffy to say it because now when I say it, I'm like, dang, like I didn't even, I didn't even really take in this verse because I have a habit and I'll be honest, I have a habit of reading verses sometimes because I read this verse and I was going to bed and I kind of just read it and I was like trying my best to meditate on it, but I was so tired and my, my eyes are just slipping up and then I was just like, no, I'm going to fight this. I'm going to fight this and actually... I actually read this word and meditate on it for a couple minutes. So I did that. And then literally God just like, boom, like this just flowed into my heart. And how does this even relate to overthinking? Because this is a verse that talks about the love of God. Yeah, the love of God, the love of God. But how does this actually relate to overanalyzing and overthinking every single thing in your life? I'm going to start by saying this. The love of God is all that we need. Um, the love of God is enough. We have to start looking at the love of God in, a, in more than one perspective of our lives. Because ultimately... When you've overthought and you've kind of gone, you've walked in that overthinking and you've done things that you didn't want to do, 
in the end, you always end up feeling like you're far from God. You always end up feeling like you've been separated from God. And this just shows, oh my goodness, Lord. This just shows that in the end, the enemy is after your intimacy, is after your closeness to God. It's not about the overthinking. It's about the end result of the overthinking. So the enemy will use whatever tool is specific to you, whatever thing he knows that is more tempting for you to indulge in. But in the end, it's all going to the same place. It all just wants to make you doubt your relationship with God and make you doubt who God is in you and who God is in general. Who God is in your life and who God is in the vast, um, in the vastness of reality, right? So that is something that we have to acknowledge. In the end, he's just after your salvation. But he will use whatever means necessary. And in this case, he uses overthinking. Now, overthinking is also known as anxiety. Anxiousness. You can't have one without the other. Um, overthinking leads to panic. You start panicking. You start um, feeling helpless. Oof, that's a good one. Overthinking always also leads to helplessness. I remember when I would overthink. I remember I had this essay due. And I had all the time in the world. I had like three days to do this essay. And I had set time in my mind to do the essay. Like I was like, I'm going to go to this lecture and then I'm going to go to the library. I'm going to have like um, from like three to like six or three to seven to do this essay. So I had ample time. I remember I got to the library, guys. I did not write a thing on that page. I just reached, I reached, um, I reached like the, the half of the page. And you know it's double spaced. <laughs> it's it's twelve points, so that is really nothing. When I'm supposed to be writing an essay that's one thousand five hundred plus, you know what I'm saying? Uh, words. So to me, overthinking literally plagued my mind that I could not do anything. I could not write anything. I felt stuck. I felt stuck, and I literally just looked at my screen. Not because I couldn't write the essay, but because I had magnified this thing in my mind, this failure in my mind, this inadequacy in my mind that I felt that me trying didn't matter because I had already failed. It says, neither the present nor the future. Neither the present nor the future. Overthinking bleeds into the future. I call it future thinking. I actually heard this in a song and I thought it was really smart. The plan of the enemy is to make you feel like your future, quote unquote, failures will separate you from Christ. But really, in reality, nothing can separate you from Christ. So these future failures that haven't even happened, like, you haven't actually failed that exam. You actually haven't failed it. You have three more. You have three more days to study, but in your mind, because in the past it's been hard for you to even study. 
in your mind, you've already concluded that you have failed. And because you've already concluded that you have failed, your future quote-unquote failure is affecting your present action. So you're not going to put in as much work. You're not going to try. Why? Because in your mind, you've already failed. And then there's a guilt from that, right? I didn't try hard enough. When you when you have done an exam and you failed, as per you have um, prophesied, I mean, you literally walked in that, right? You walked in that perceived failure. There's a guilt when you fail that exam because you can't expect yourself to expect failure and then and then get success. That's not how it works. It has to unfold in the mind first and then come out through your actions but if it hasn't unfolded in your mind it's not magic so if you expect to fail not only in your exams but in every area of your life guess what you are going to fail why because you're walking in an already perceived failure in your mind you're not worth it you don't, you don't even believe in yourself anymore. You've given up on your ability to do whatever it is that you wanted to do. And the enemy is after... Remember we had talked about how in, like, in the grand scheme of things, the enemy is after your, your mind. Because he knows that if he can get your mind to think something about, you that, about yourself that's not true, then he can get you to walk in something that's not true about you. And so it's the same thing with overthinking where when you already perceive future failures to happen and they happen, um, it's going to cause you to be in a place of, um, how do I say this? It's going to be, it's going to cause you to be in a place of distance. Um, it's going to cause you to be in a place of lack, in a place of um, negative criticism negative self-talk and so that's why when you overthink it's not it's not very far i feel like they're all sisters i think i think about it like overthinking is a sister to anxiety anxiety is a sister to um negative negative thinking negative thinking is is a sister to negative um criticism towards yourself negative criticism is a sister to um what's the other one negative criticism negative self-talk so now you're talking to yourself in a bad way you are being insanely hard on yourself you're not giving your space yourself space to breathe because you think that if you do then you failed um negative self-talk now leads to a negative mindset so now you find yourself actually walking in that all of that combined and so when you overthink, there's really nothing stopping you from <laughs> plunging yourself towards the wrong direction because you're doing all the things that are leading you to the wrong direction. But isn't, isn't it so beautiful that God says, not even your future thinking, neither the present nor the future can separate you from my love. See, the love of God makes us feel seen And the love of God makes us feel acknowledged for who we are. 
And if, I don't know about y'all, but when God sees me and acknowledges me, yes, I'm finna pass that exam. Why? Because he believes in me. Oh, he believes in me. And because he believes in me, I start to believe in myself. I'm like, hold on. The king of the universe, the one who created everything, he looks at me and calls me good. He loves me intensely. It's not a love that comes and goes. It's a love that never fails. It's a love that, and oof, thank you, Holy Spirit. To say that I love never fails is to say that I love never gives up on you. And it never gives up on what it's going to do in you. Oh my gosh. To say that, hold on. <laughs> hold on. What? Wait, let me just. Let me just think about that for a second, y'all. To say that I love never fails is to say that, number one, that love never gives up on you. And number two, that love never gives up on what it's going to do in you. On how it's going to change you and how it's going to grow you. This is something completely separate. But the love of God is not going to give up on transforming you. It's not going to give up on changing you. It's not going to give up on you. And it's not going to give up on what it's going to do in you. Sorry, y'all. That caught me off guard, but that was so good. Um, but this shows how, I mean, I can't even describe the love of God. Because if you feel seen and acknowledged and known, then obviously you're going to start to believe in you because the king of the universe believes in you. He sees your potential. He sees you fully. He sees what you're capable of. And because he sees what you're capable of, he affirms the truth of who you are. And you begin to walk in that truth. And you actually start finding yourself passing. Having success in areas that you didn't think you could. So, it is through his love that we are able to overcome. It is his love that keeps us and sustains us. In this verse, it mentions that neither the present nor the future can separate us from his love. I feel like the reason why it didn't mention the past, it didn't say neither the past, present, or future. I think that's, in my mind, that's what I think of it. I feel like the reason why... The Bible didn't say that and God didn't say that is because the past is irrelevant. It doesn't matter what happened. (laughs) See, the thing with overthinking is that you also think about what happened. (laughs) I know because I know exactly how overthinking works. Okay. You think about that situation. Oh my gosh. Did my did my lashes look too long? Um, what other thing do I usually think? <laughs> did I did I you know like are they looking at my face too much? Like did I oh I, I shouldn't have reacted like that? I shouldn't have said that. I should have I shouldn't have shown that. I should have um, been like that. I should have been more. You know what I mean? This I should have done this and that's overthinking. It overthinks into the past. Something that you have absolutely no control over anymore. Something that you cannot change. 
why is it that God talks about, I mean, Paul, I don't even know if Paul wrote Romans. I think he did. Oh, forgive me if he has, if he didn't. I got confused. I'm still trying to figure out like who wrote which book. Oh, no, no, no. It's Paul. <laughs> See, it's Paul. <laughs> um, Paul wrote that. And I feel like when Paul was writing that, he kind of exhausted um, everything. He was like, neither angels nor demons, neither this nor that, neither the present nor the future. He didn't say the past. And I don't think that was by mistake. He didn't even think of mentioning the past because the past has absolutely no relevance to your present. Past overthinking does not do anything for you. It doesn't. It's not going to... I mean, in certain situations, yes. Maybe you did something wrong, right? And you can reflect back on it and be like, okay, that happened. Uh, it wasn't nice. I, for, I asked for forgiveness and I forgive myself and move on. But if you're constantly overthinking about what you could have done and what you didn't do and what you did and what you... What you're doing is wasting your present. You're not even thinking about what you could do now, what you actually have control over now. And so all of that time is used thinking about something that you could have done. You can't do it anymore. It doesn't matter what you think of it. What matters is how you're going to move away from it, move from it. It, it, move forward from it. That's what I'm looking for. So what matters is how am I going to perceive the situation? Am I going to keep, um, being self-critic, uh, being a self-critic, being negative to myself. Because I heard this quote and it just said, be careful of how you talk to yourself because the little you is listening. And that has never hit me harder. There's a little girl in me who's listening to how I talk to me. There's a little girl in me who's, who's been hurt, who's been let down, who's been given up on, who's been abandoned. And I'm responsible for her too. So when you're talking to yourself, remember you're also talking to a little you. So the things that have happened, doesn't matter. They're done. It's gone. It's not coming back. What can you do now to change that? The past is irrelevant. It holds no power anymore. The enemy tries to use the uncertainty of the future to try and intimidate us by whispering fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of success. The ultimate purpose of fear is to separate you from faith. Therefore, separating you from God because without faith it is impossible to please God fear is a major part of what we're thinking because fear um, it just kind of escalates everything it just kinds it, it, it amplifies everything to look a lot bigger than it is to look a lot more um stronger than it actually is but in the end ultimately you have the authority 
over your mind and your thoughts. But the enemy uses the uncertainty of the future, the things you don't know. So for example, I'm going to make this really, really clear. So let's say you do stop overthinking. Oh no, no, let me not get into that. But so scratch that. Let's start again. Um, you don't know what's happening in the future, right? Let's say you have an exam because it's exam season. So I'm going to use that because I think that's going to, it's going to hit hard. (laughs) Um, let's say you have an exam and you have five days to study and your exam is, um, next Monday. Um, you only got five days. Now you don't actually know what's going to happen in the next five days. So there's an uncertainty. You can only plan for it, but you don't actually know what's going to happen. You don't have the full, um, complete certainty that you're going to be able to do exactly what you plan to do, right? But you plan for it, right? What overthinking is going to do, it's going to bring the past. It's going to tell you, well, you tried to study this time and it didn't work out. So how do you think you're going to study now? And then let's, let's say the first day, you do study, but let's say you don't study everything you wanted to study. Overthinking is like, well, now you're just going to do that for the next five days. And then you're not even going to have enough material. You're not even going to know enough information for the exam. And then you're going to fail. You're going to fail anyways. It doesn't matter if you study because you're not even studying right. Your studying tacti- tactics are probably the reason why you fail. You need to change your studying tactics. But if you change your studying tactics then how sure are you this study tactic is going to work? Like, this studying tactic is different for what you... Like, it doesn't stop. The overthinking, it's like a ball that just keeps rolling. It's like a hamster on a wheel. It doesn't stop. But what if you used the uncertainty of the future as an opportunity to trust God. What if you used that uncertainty as an opportunity to exercise your faith? See, when you actually change perspective, you recognize I have a choice. I don't have to think this way. Now, when you do change, that also puts you in a sphere of uncertainty because now you don't actually know how you're going to feel when you're not overthinking. And so that's where strategies for overthinking comes in. Because the ultimate goal is to stop overthinking. Now, before I even get into the strategies, I want you guys to understand something. That when you are overthinking, it's not something that can be debunked in a day. You can't get rid of overthinking overnight. Because it's something that we have been doing for a very long time, for me, about nine years, (laughs) Um, every moment that I get is a chance to debunk it. So for example, think of overthinking like a brick wall. Think of the time you started overthinking. Every thought was like a brick wall being, being put together, a brick on top of a brick being put together to form a wall. And then this wall now has, it's kind of long. It's kind of, it's kind of established, kind of, you know, it's, 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 a big, it's a big wall. You know what I'm saying? Debunking overthinking looks like taking away brick by brick from that wall. 
And so you're telling yourself, okay, when you start overthinking, no, I'm not going to overthink. Because number one, you're after my faith. See, overthinking is not even personal, you guys. Oh my gosh. Overthinking is not about you. And I'm going to tell you what. Overthinking is about, it's not about you, it's about what's in you. See, I want you guys to always have this in mind when you're going through a trial or tribulation. In the end, the enemy is always after what is in you, okay? The enemy is always after what's in you because he knows that what's in you is powerful, It's the anointing, it's the gifting, and it has the potential to destroy his kingdom. To take people from him, to take souls from him. So he is using overthinking, not because he cares about you, but because he cares that you are made in God's image. He wants to get rid of you because he hates God. And because he hates God, he hates you. So it's not even about you, really. The devil is just a hateful person. (laughs) Like, it's not about you. So stop personalizing it like you're a failure, you're inadequate. No. Overthinking is after your mind, your heart, because inevitably it's after what is in you. Because it knows that if I can get you to walk in a reality that's not true, in a reality that's dysfunctional, then for the rest of your life, you will never achieve your destiny and my kingdom is safe. So let's remove the person, the, the, I was about to say the personification. That's not even, that doesn't make any sense, but let's stop thinking it's personal because it's not personal and thinking that it's not personal will help you debunk this easier. So, um, the fear of overthinking is after your faith and Because you lack faith when you overthink, because this is what I noticed about overthinking. Overthinking takes away your peace. That's the first thing it does. It takes away your peace. Peace means, to have peace means that you trust in the move of God. I I think we talked about this in the first episode where we talked about how peace represents the move of God in your life. And because the enemy is after your peace and your faith, he's inevitably also after your trust in God. And so when you find yourself overthinking, you don't actually trust God. You're trusting yourself. And because the enemy is already attacking your mind, you become hopeless because you can't trust yourself. You you don't even believe in yourself to begin with. So the enemy is after your faith because he knows that without faith, you can't please God. Like, without walking in the unseen, you you don't please God. And if you don't please God, and if he can make you feel like you're not pleasing God, then that's even going to add more to his strategy of separating you from God or making you feel like you're separated from God. And so we're going to talk about um, strategies because it's 30 minutes now, and I set out an hour for this, so... We're going to start talking about the strategies for overthinking. But before I go into that, I'm going to say something really quick. Actually, I 
think that's a conversation for another day, to be honest. But anyways, let me take off this. Move this a little bit. Okay. Strategies for overthinking. Number one. Don't think about it before you actually need to think about it. Oof. Uh, this is a good one. Don't think about it before you actually need to think about it. The reason why overthinking is so prevalent is because we're already thinking about something before we actually need to think about it. Like, you're thinking about the exam before you actually need to think about it. You've got two weeks. You've got a week. You've got three days. All you need to do is focus on what you can do now. You cannot control what's going to happen in the future. But you can control what you do now. The faster you forgive yourself, the faster you give yourself more grace, the faster you let go of the failures that you've already experienced and forgive yourself for those, for those quote-unquote failures, the faster you do that, the more room you make for a peaceful mind, <laughs> for a peace of mind, right? Don't think about it before you actually need to think about it. Like if that, if you're a performer, um, let's say you're a singer, actor, whatever, right? And you're about to perform. Don't think about that performance until you get on stage. Sorry, guys, my brother's washing the dishes. But don't think about that situation before you need to think about it. Because if you start thinking about it before, then you're going to start making up things in your mind. You're going to start getting more and more and more inside your head than you actually need to. Okay? So, number one, don't think about it before you actually need to think about it. That boy. That girl. What happened last night? (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. My mind just kind of just kind of goes places (laughs) don't think about it before you actually need to think about it i mean just don't give it more attention than it needs that's all i'm trying to say don't give it attention more attention than it needs so if you need to think about an exam okay i got this exam cool i'm not gonna think about it until exam day what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna focus on what i can okay number two And this is a really good one. Break down what you're actually overthinking about. Because most of the time, the reasons why we're overthinking is because we don't actually acknowledge what we're thinking about and what it means. So break down what you're actually overthinking about. Okay? For example, um, overthinking, I'm going to use this exam um, situation. I'm overthinking about the exam. Okay, why am I over? what, what, What are the thoughts that are making me overthink? I'm going to fail. I'm not going to do well. I'm not going to study well. I'm not going to. And so what does that actually mean? Well, if you've already set time to study, all you need to do is wake up and study. You don't need to think about the strategy, the tactic. No. And this also requires a level of trusting in God and trusting in yourself. And this is why I say with everything you do involve God, communicate with God. Because when you actually start breaking down those thoughts, you actually make room for God to challenge what you're thinking. But if you never actually stop and be still, and you're constantly going, constantly going, you don't even, ha- you don't even actually have any time to process what you're thinking. So process what you're thinking. 
why do I feel like I'm going to fail? I'm already studying. I mean, that makes no sense, right? Of course, overthinking doesn't make sense. Overthinking are lies, you tell yourself, right? Why do I feel like I'm going to fail? I mean, I'm stepping out in faith. I'm doing this alone. I'm studying alone for the first time. All I need to do is trust God that he's going to help me and also put some faith in myself. You are not powerless. You are not as powerless as you think you are. Let me just say that. You're a very powerful human being. But you don't give yourself enough credit because you don't appreciate yourself. When you do well, when you do do well, you don't appreciate, you don't see the good in what you do when you have done something good. And so because you are you don't appreciate yourself, you're prone to de-appreciating yourself a lot more. That's a quote that Ayan Levanzant said. She said, if you don't appreciate yourself, you're prone to de-appreciate yourself. So you're prone to start being overly critic, uh, uh, being an over critique, critique, being overly. You you guys get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm trying to think of this word. It's not coming to my head. But what I, what is actually what does that actually mean for you to be in a place where you're overthinking that I I'm gonna fail? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Because when you actually start to think about what you're, you have been overthinking about, you start to recognize, well, that's dumb. I mean, I am studying, so why would I fail? I'm doing what I can, period. Oh, well, what if your strategy is not the best? Well, this is a strategy that works for me. This is a way that I, best, I can best learn. And if I don't feel like it's the best way, what am I going to do? I'm going to look for other strategies. Instead of staying in that thought of, oh, my strategy is not the best, my strategy is not the best, why don't you look for another strategy? Why is it so hard? I mean, why is it so complicated? So this is overthinking. It's just a constellation of so many little thoughts that make no sense, that somehow back up the big thoughts that make no sense either. So when you start to break it down, you start to actually understand, well, that's not true, and that's not true, and that's not true. And by breaking down these thoughts, you're able to make room for what God says about you and what God, who God says you are. So for me, overthinking has been something that like has been hard for me to debunk on my own. And so when I do find myself overthinking and I do break down those thoughts, I'm like, okay, God, what do you say about me right now? Like what? Because my identity is from God. My identity is in my father. Okay. So what he says I am most, <laughs> most likely is what I am. So he says, no, I don't think you're dumb. I actually think you're very intelligent. I just feel like you don't give yourself enough space to exercise that intelligence. I think you're a very smart girl. But I don't think you give you do justice to yourself because you don't study and you have pride because you think that because you don't you don't you think that you don't need to study. And so now that makes you even more prone to fail, not because you're dumb, just because you haven't put in the work. And if you're let's say you're not good at something, you need to put more work than other people are doing because it shows that your gifting is not the same as theirs. 
I used to be the kind of person who used to say to myself, I'm dumb. Like, I I'm, I feel dumb. I'm dumb. I failed. And this was actually in math. So I'm not completely... I'm not going to say I'm not a math person because then I don't want to back up that untruth. But I have not been good at math all my life. And I've struggled with it a lot. And so in my mind, I just thought I was always dumb when it came to math. But I just realized I didn't, I didn't put in the work because... Other people, for me, I'm more of like an English person. I'm more of like a, a writer. I, I love writing essays. I love um, reading and like stories and stuff. Like that's me. Like I, I'm very creative when it comes to forming stories, when it comes to writing essays. That I love I love doing that. But when it comes to math, I, I struggle. Why? Because my creativity is different than other people's. Doesn't mean I'm less. No, it just means that we're all uniquely different. So what do I need to do? I need to put in more work than they are putting in because they don't need to put in because they have this natural gift towards it. I don't. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put in the work and I'm going to use it. I'm going to try and utilize it in a way that I can understand it. You know what I mean? And then that way I'm able to pass. Why? Not because I'm like, not because they're smarter than me. But because I know that because this is not a play, this is not something that I'm naturally good at. I just have to put in more work. And because I have put in more work, then I'm going to be more likely to pass. But telling myself that I can't do it and I don't even try. Well, now you're just confirming to yourself what the enemy has told you, which is that you're dumb and you can't do it even if you try Number um, three, because fear is after your faith, begin to speak faith about what God who God says you are. So we already talked about this. You make room for God, but you actually have to speak life to yourself. You have to have to. Oh, you actually have to speak to yourself in a kind and loving way. I think of it like this: If someone was having a hard mental health day, right? Mentally, they're not doing well. Emotionally, they're not doing well. Um, physically, they're not doing well. Are you prone to being um, overly... Um, what, what's the word? Are you going... Do you think you're going to be, like, criticizing that person and, and telling them, well, you just need to get up. Like, you just... It's not even real. Like, you're just lying to yourself. No, you're prone to being gentle with them. Ooh, excuse me. And taking care of them and loving on them you're prone to doing those things because you actually care about this this person it's the same thing for you when you are in a place that's hard do not be so criticizing be gentle with yourself give yourself grace forgive yourself and move past it because the past is irrelevant one way that I also do this is I have affirmations that I say to myself every day. Of course, there are days that I do not feel like saying these affirmations at all. But there are days that these affirmations resonate with me. Doesn't matter. I'm going to say it anyways. Because I constantly have to remind myself of the truth of who God says I am. I don't have my affirmations with me. Um, actually, you know what? No, let me give you all my affirmations because I want you all to have my affirmations as um something you can use so these are my affirmations 
I have power, I have love, I have a sound mind. Romans 8.28 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 I trust in the Lord in all that I do and I will not lean on my own understanding. Proverbs 3 verse 5 His love remains faithful to me. His love will never leave me. His love will never fail me. Psalms 89 verse 24 Jesus is interceding on my behalf. Hebrews 7.25 When I am lost, he is a light unto my path. Psalms 119 verse 105 I am God's servant. I am chosen and not rejected. Isaiah 41 verse 9 I choose to rest and not to worry because the Lord shields me. I am safe here. Deuteronomy 33:12 I am not consumed. I am not overcome. His love sets me free. Lamentations 3:22-23 The king, the king of the universe is in love with me. Jeremiah 31:3 These are things that I tell myself and these are words that I tell myself every single morning. Overthinking is after your hope, and your hope leads to your future. So, overthinking is after your destiny. Overthinking is after your hope, your hope leads to your future, your future is your destiny. So the enemy is also after, remember, what's in you is after your destiny and your capability. Number four, allow peaceful thoughts. The place of uncertainty Peaceful thoughts is a place of uncertainty for people who constantly overthink. And this is what I want you to do when you are in a place where you're over, you're having peaceful thoughts and you're tempted to overthink. You, you can feel the urge to overthink. What I want you to do is I want you to make a plan for every time you overthink. Because when you take away overthinking, you have to replace it with something else. You can't just leave it bare or you're going to go back to overthinking. It's inevitable. So when you do overthink, I want you to... Um, Number one, use these strategies. Break the thoughts down. You know what I'm saying? Don't think about it like you actually, before you actually need to think about it. But let's say you're already thinking about it, right? Um, break it down. And then have a strategy for what you're going to do when you do overthink. Okay, when I'm overthinking, for example, for me, when I'm overthinking, number one, I ask God for help. I'm like, God... It's coming again. What do I need to do? And then I shift my perspective. So, for example, I think I wrote it down somewhere. I'm going to try and find it. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So this is what I wrote down. Whenever I feel like worrying or overthinking, I will communicate immediately what I'm feeling, break down those thoughts, and ask for the truth of who God says I am. So this is what I do. When I feel tempted to overthink, I look at what I, I communicate that to God. Because, because communicating that to God helps me look at it from a much less bigger perspective. Like Because overthinking presents itself as such a big obstacle. Um, it helps me deflate the situation and also talk to God about it. And by communicating to God, I'm asking him for help by asking him to affirm me and tell me the truth about who I am in this moment, right? That I'm seen as holy and blameless in his sight. 
that I am precious and honored in his sight, that he has plans that will prosper me. He has um, plans that will give me a hope in the future, that he's building me, that he's, um, he's using these trials to form perseverance and build character. He's using isolation, you know, all of those, all of those good things, right? Um, and then I asked God to give me peace. So peace means trusting God. So I just asked God to help me trust him more. Number five, instead of thinking about the worst case scenario, think about the best case scenario. This way you avoid overthinking to take away your joy. Overthinking is taking away your joy because the joy is the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is a strength. So when you overthink, that ultimately takes away your strength. And if you're powerless or if you feel powerless, then you're not actually going to act on it because you think that you're stuck. And so thinking about what if I get a 90 on that exam? What if I got an 80? What if I got a 70? What if I got really good grades? What if I passed um, the expectations of that job? What if I actually went to the gym and, and got my dream body? What if the best thing happened to me if I stepped out in that faith and if I kept going? Because then this keeps joy in your heart. And joy also promotes peace. And peace allows you to live a stress-free life and it allows you to live a life that is rested in Christ. Okay, I'm like zooming through these strategies because I realize my time is almost up. Number six, surrender these thoughts. In 2 Corinthians um, 10 verse 5, it says, We demolish arguments in every presentation that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Pause. Overthinking is a presentation that sets itself against it sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Overthinking is not the knowledge of God. Let's get that clear. Okay? It is a presentation of something that goes against what God says about you. All right, let me let that sit. And we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. By asking for help and letting go of these thoughts, you make room for strength for the strength of God to move in your heart and mind. So when you do ask for help, then that's when God can actually move. But if you never ask for help, if you never communicate what you're actually feeling and what actually go, what you're actually going through in that moment with the Holy Spirit and with God, then you actually you don't invite him in. You don't include him in that. And so he can't really help you until you ask for that help. When it feels, when the overthinking feels overwhelming, do not try to distract yourself because it's not going to go away. When overthinking feels overwhelming, I want you to get into God's presence. Don't distract yourself by watching a movie. Don't distract yourself by watching uh, a YouTube video, going on Instagram, going on TikTok. Do not distract yourself because that is only delaying the overthinking. It's not taking it away. After those two hours that you've been on TikTok, you're still going to start, you're going to go back to overthinking. You're going to let, you're going to pick up right where you left off. So nothing's going to change. But when you get into God's presence and you let him move in you, then you make room for him. 
to move and to heal your heart and to get to the root of the issue. Give God time in your heart. Let him operate. Let him let him do his thing. Give him time with you because he misses you and he doesn't want to see you hurt. He doesn't want to see you doing this alone. Number seven, accept the peace that God gives you and choose to have peace. Peace means that you've let go when you're trusting fully in God. That's faith. And another definition for faith that helps me understand faith better is walk and act as if it has already happened. So walk and act as if God has, Jesus has come back. Walk and act as if you've already passed this exam. Walk and act as if everything that God says is going to happen is going to happen. Has already happened, I mean. Walk as if it has already come to pass. Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Wow. As I was saying, come to pass. I remember in the Bible, there's a lot. If you think about it, there's a lot of chapters. Well, if you read your Bible. If you don't read your Bible, you need to start reading your Bible. Okay? Um, A lot of stories in the chapters um, have this one common statement. And it says, and it came to pass. And it came to pass that this happened. And it came to pass that this happened. I was talking to my therapist the other day. And she said, and it came to pass. It arrived to leave. (laughs) It came to pass. These experiences that we go through, these experiences that we have, whether it be growing, whether it be exams, whether it be having a job, whether it be getting in a relationship, all of that stuff, right? All the experiences of life that, that come, they come to pass. Not all of them, but in regards to trials, yes, all of them. They come to pass. Your trial is not lasting forever. That hard moment, it's not going to last forever. And that has helped me, especially with overthinking. Because I recognize I'm not going to be thinking, I'm not going to be overthinking forever. It's going to get to a point where I'm actually going to be free from this. I am free, but I'm actually going to fully walk in that freedom. Because remember we talked about how we constantly have to break it down. But there's going to come a time in my life that I will never I will never look to overthinking for anything for anything so they come to pass things in your life that may be hard may be hard to look at had to do with they come to pass number 8 the last one actually wait number 7 I I forgot to say let go of guilt and self-criticism. When you accept God's peace, there is no room for negative self-talk. You have to look at what God says about you and you have to accept it because that is the truth about you. If you don't accept it, you're going to keep walking in the entrapment of that pain and guilt and self-criticism and negative self-talk. So when you let go of it, replace it with something else. Replace it with affirmations. Replace it with combating it with the word of God. Um, Whatever works for you that is in alignment with the will of God, do it. Okay? The last but not least, the eighth one. Appreciate the little things you do and the little things you have accomplished. By appreciating yourself, you're recognizing that you are capable of doing what you didn't think you could do. And you're looking at what you have done 
that has been beneficial to you. So you're going to be more prone to giving yourself more grace and forgiving yourself a lot easier. Um, appreciate yourself, man. You've come so far. You have come so far. You could be dead right now, but you're not. You have done so much that you need to look at it and be like, I need to reward myself because I have done well. God thinks you've done well. You might not be perfect, but the things that you have sacrificed, the things that you have done, the things that you have accomplished are good and you should look at them as good because in his eyes, you are good. And so my time is up. I'm even getting an alert saying I can't record more than an hour. So, yeah. Um, But I just hope that this one in particular um, impacts you as much as it has impacted me. And I just pray. I just pray that you are able to move out of that mindset of overthinking and move into a mindset of peace. I am constantly working at it every day so there's definitely no pressure but remember that you don't actually have to do this alone and you have god with you all right guys with that being said i am going to leave pray for me because my exams are coming soon and i do want to get really good grades on this because i want to raise my average and um yeah thank you guys so much for listening I will see you guys next week, this time exactly on Wednesday. Okay? Also, happy Merry Christmas. Happy early Christmas. I love Christmas. It's one of my favorite holidays. But, um, yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing month, an amazing week. Remember that you are capable and you are able and you're fully equipped. You've got the Holy Spirit with you and you've got God with you. Okay? Love you guys so much. Thank you for all the support. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.